Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. We have got another special podcast. We got my man Saul Amesqua, who is live. He's in Cali and he is going to be with us here today talking about many things, cards, shoes, well, shoes, of course, uh, and, and a ton of other stuff. We're going to run through his career and where he's at. Saul, how's it going? It's going great, man. I mean, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Uh, you know, we just met maybe a couple weeks ago and uh, now we're here. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a little bit of a weird time for everybody. I guess it's the past year, um, but uh, I guess we've been blessed with some opportunities to still do what we love, you know. So it's definitely yeah, for, for sure. Like we were saying, it's uh, and I think in our specific industry, obviously COVID and quarantine, all this stuff's kind of crazy. But for someone like yourself who you know can be kind of focused, be in one place, kind of get everything organized in a way, it could be more. Uh, I don't want to say ble- I don't want to use the word blessing or, or whatever. It's like focus wise. I feel like that would be beneficial almost for you and your business to, to really focus on your shoes and, and doing stuff there. So tell me how that's impacted you uh, during this, this COVID time. Well, in the beginning of COVID, I'm not going to lie to you. It got really rough. Uh, you know, I had just moved to Long Beach and um, my life expenses had just tripled up <laughs> moving to where I was at now, moving on my own. And uh, everything was good. There were so many moves set in place. And then COVID hits and everything just kind of gets put on hold or canceled because I can't make appearances. I can't, I can't do certain projects because they don't know where their funds are going to go, if they're going to go dry, etc. So I had to start digging through my savings. And uh, it got to the point where, uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of had like an artist block because it was just like, holy shit, like, what am I going to do? You know? Right. And um, yeah, I guess, uh, I got down to my last thousand dollars, bro. <laughs> like the last of my savings thousand dollars. Cause I had to pay for my car, you know, my kid, I had to pay for my living expenses. And, uh, and then just out of nowhere, dude, it was just like, like anything, if you work hard enough, like, and, and if you deserve it, you know, right before you hit rock bottom, everything just came in, bro. Like a, a huge partnership with Amazon, uh, another one with eBay and then an, another few on the side, a couple endorsements, you know, it was just, it was crazy just out of nowhere. And so, uh, tell, tell me a bit about that then. So you're, so you're a artist, you do shoes in particular, but this all kind of came once, how long have you been in this space though? So this literally came like recently where these kind of major deals and things started happening, or was this something you've, uh, you've been doing for, for a long time and had some, or it all happened sort of recently where you, you really blew up. Well, I've been paint, painting shoes for about nine years now, you know, and, uh, it didn't really kick off for me until 2017. Uh, that was after I had a car accident and I was out of it for about a year. I wasn't painting shoes or anything for about a year. So in 2017, I decided to give it another go. And that's, it was all timing. Like I believe it when people say it's all about timing. Right. As soon as I jumped back in, that's when I met Carl Anthony Towns and Carl Anthony Towns, uh, he took a shot on me. You know, he said, you know, cause obviously he had this huge contract with Nike and, uh, it could be a bad move, but he was willing to take that shot on me and, and use his platform to help give me that boost I needed. And it dug me out of another hole and uh, it kind of set me on the path to where I'm at now. So after that, 
everything was rolling. I was doing all the superstars in the NBA. Uh, it was a snowball effect. It went crazy. Started doing huge partnerships with the actual teams in the NBA. Uh, then I started doing these huge brand deals. Uh, but this, this past few months is the first time I actually got endorsement deals coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest, I guess the most lucrative projects that I've had in my career so far. So it's been pretty crazy. Well, so talk to me about the space a little bit then with shoes. Cause again, I've, I've got, um, you know, I've seen StockX, Josh Luber, I've gotten to know through a mutual friend of our Jason Kuntz with Dotia. That's actually how I, I came across you. And obviously now we've done, gotten a few shoes from you and um, I'm excited about those, those that are, are being worked on, but you know, how does, uh, are there other, um, I guess, I don't know how to describe, uh, in, in the space, is there, are you sort of the pioneer? Are you one of the original guys that are doing these custom shoes for these celebrity high end? Or has this been going on for a long time? And there, is there a handful of, of guys, or were you one of the first that got these, these deals with brands, with players and, and celebrities? Like how, tell me a little bit more about the, the industry in this space, particularly. It's been going on for a while. You know, I, I, I guess I want to say I jumped on at the right time. Uh, the first few years were rough as far as gaining any respects from other artists in the game. Uh, and also the fact that, you know, I'm a minority, you know, so it's a little, it's a little rougher. It's a little harder to, to, you know, get certain jobs or be able to reach out to certain people. So it was kind of an obstacle for me as well. Um, I had to learn everything on my own and uh, I fucked up a lot of shoes, man. <laughs> like in the beginning I was doing a lot of, I uh, had to do a lot of damage control. Uh, people were like, who is this guy? He paints like shit. You know what I am And it used to get to me pretty, pretty bad. But it's kind of like a thick skin situation where it's just like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing me. And, uh, but yeah, there's several out there. There's, there's so many that have been doing it before me, you know? And, and I, I, I looked up to those guys as I continued to climb to where I'm at today. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty competitive, I don't like to see it that way because I feel like artists should kind of, you know, appreciate each other's work, but it's, it's competitive out there to the point where, you know, they, they feel like, you know, I'm digging in their pockets. Right. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think that's true on a lot of these kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's like unique industries like Twitch sort of king of the hill. And then in the space, like if you have the most viewers, that's where people kind of go first uh, or same thing with a like poker, you know, home games or games you compete with for the best players that are going to be best for the game. You know, you kind of, it's sort of a, uh, yeah, it's a big enough space where everyone can kind of coexist excuse me, but at the same time, like you said, it is, it is a competitive space and there is uh, you know, someone is competing for someone that's going to do custom shoes. You know, if I want to get five or 10 or 20 pair of shoes, uh, as I usually, you're going to work with one person for the most part, right? You're going to go to a guy, as long as they're doing, giving you a good deal, if they're doing great work. You're going to stick with the guy. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think it is competitive and, and I, I'm kind of learning about the, the space more, but like stock X, for example, you know, that's such a huge platform. Shoes are becoming so popular. Uh, how is that? Like, give me a little bit of a, how does that tie into your world? Are you, are you, uh, do you buy shoes on StockX? Are you in that, like that, that type of space or, or what is it just completely separate? How you, what you do? Uh, I feel like it's, it's pretty separate only because, uh, well, first off, like for the most part, um, customers supply the shoes, you know, for the most part, if I'm supplying it, it's either some Jordan ones that I could cop off the internet anywhere pretty much or some Air Force ones. If right. it's, more rare and stuff i i usually tell them to supply the shoe because the, the resale value is just crazy you know what i mean but um stock x is it's just been huge you know for 
sneakers in general. It just right. has been able to do for the culture. And I don't think shoes are ever going to die. You're always going to have to have shoes on your feet. You know what I mean? It's, it's not gonna end. I feel like during COVID has been kind of rough because I mean, you can't really go out much and like, you know, show off what you got on your feet. So I think that's kind of had an impact on the sneaker culture a little bit. And, and that, tell me a bit more, like I look here right now, we got uh, just on the top of the, uh, the page here. Actually, this is the post I saw in a story that Jason Coons re um, tagged. I'm actually originally from Detroit or Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I saw the Lions say, I was like, Oh, these are, these are pretty sweet. And then I think I actually DM'd you, um, you know, how, uh, how much of these are art? Like, what would you say the percentage of people that buy shoes and they just put them in their closet or on the wall or they showcase them and what percent are people wearing them around? Cause it is kind of, it is art, right? Like, it's kind of like a funny thing. Like you want to wear like a sick custom pair of shoes around and, and maybe yes, but not on uh, not to certain occasions or certain venues and, and whatnot. So how does how do you break that down? What do you think the, the ratio is there between art where people don't wear them and people that wear them out? I mean, at this point in my career and my price points, you know what I mean? Uh, for the most part, a lot of people don't understand why I charge what I charge, even though they're seeing it. And there's a reason they hit me up in the first place. Uh, they still, they still kind of like trip out, like what the fuck, like 1200 bucks, 1300 bucks. Like it doesn't make sense, you know, but, um, I work just as hard as anybody else in their respective crafts or whatever to get where I'm at. And it's just, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It is an art piece i mean if you're gonna pay for one of the top artists in their craft to to paint you a canvas or something you're gonna pay a couple g's you know what i'm saying so it is what it is a lot of the people do put them inside their um in a glass case at home uh for instance robert downey jr has a um a pair at his house that i made you know uh will smith martin lawrence uh people like that and uh i think those are the ones that they have in glass cases but there's some people that will wear them and put them away as well so it's it really just varies on the person. If it's right. someone that just wants to wear them all the time, they're probably not going to want to pay what I'm charging. You know what I mean? To, right. to on well, I would imagine, I would imagine you got some people that want two pairs, sort of like uh, cards, which is the next thing I, I, I definitely want to cover with you. And I've gotten, you know, pretty, uh, we, we were just talking like pretty obsessed with the, uh, you know, sports card stuff, which, which I've gotten into. I know you're in. Yeah, we could. Yeah, look, we're ready. We're strapped. We're ready to, we're ready to rock some cards. We go card for card. Um, but, you know, like, so I would imagine, because that's how I am. When I get cards now, a lot of times I get two. I'll be like, yeah, give me a two or give me a 10 and a nine or give me, you know, different. Because, like, eventually I'd like to release some and make a, see the profit and, and do the investment part. But I also love it. So I want to have it. So I would think certain level of, of shoes, people like say, give me two. I want one to wear and one I'm just going to tuck I away. Have like that is for sure. I have. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me, tell me, I want to make this primarily about shoes. I'm fascinated with the industry and the space and what you're doing, but tell me while we're touching on cards, what, what is going on with the sports cards and with you and what's your, what's your interest level on that? I see, you know, you, you do have this new brand new page here, kicks and rips, explain a little bit what that is and what your interest in cards is. Man. Uh, I think I had told you about it a little bit before we started this. And it's, uh, I used to collect cards when I was little, you know, and, uh, that's when I was putting like all my allowance to the side just to buy these packs. And, and, and I, I didn't see it as something that was lucrative. It was just something that was fun to me when I was little. I wasn't trying to make money off the cards. And, uh, but then like, like I told you, somebody had stole all my cards and then I kind of was like, eh, you know, I spent all my allowance on this shit and now it's gone. So yeah. do I keep going? No. And now that we're at a different point in our lives where, you know, we're making money, we have capital to do certain things. 
uh, it's kind of, it's a it's a new phenomenon again. You know, it's back, it's back harder than ever. And it's not just sports cards, it's Pokemon cards, it's everything. And, uh, some of my guys are in there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, it's crazy because once you actually do the research and you see how much money you can make off these cards, it's, it's, it's the main reason why I've been trying to, to give back so much to the community and kind of like point them in the right direction. As far as even the kids, like, you know, this is a hobby. It can be, get, it could get pretty pricey at times, but if you do it right, you can make a lot of money off of it, you know? So that's yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. Where I'm Tell me about though. So is this channel that you have specifically here? Is this, this, uh, the kicks and rips, is this like you breaking packs specifically, or is this just sports cards in general? Cause like, I just, I got my first ever kind of cases and stuff. And like here, for example, uh, it says 15 cards per pack, 12 packs per box. And this is, uh, you know, yeah. like, so give someone like an example like this, would you, how does economics work? If you break a box, as far as how, does it, how does it work out? Or what are you trying to do on that? So for me, uh, I've been known to give back to my people in as many ways as possible. Uh, my collection is pretty damn extensive as far as, oh, my girl's in here. My, my collection is pretty insane, bro. Uh, my collection is, my girl gets mad because I have so many cards. But once she sees those dollars start rolling in, it'll change her perspective. Yeah. So. Uh, what I've been able to do is I have over like 800, uh, 800 cards in PSA right now because of my, I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with different uh, PSA sub people and stuff, but Mark's cards is my guy. He comes weekly to pick up cards to take the PSA. Yep. So um, my collection is so big that I do mini games on my page where you pay a certain amount and you're guaranteed something, but there's chances for you to win more. So I give out some of the hot stuff in my collection that I don't have in PSA to help build people's collections. So I do that on my live. I actually do it on my Kistradamus page where I have all my followers, but I'm going to start trickling them this way. Um, Yeah, man, it's, it's just a way to give back. And, uh, you know, I still make some money off of the cards that I have because I have so many, but it's also allowing other people to, to make that big money, you know, and send these PSA and stuff. I like love that. it. It's a, it's the exact same. Cause it is, I, I collected when I was a kid, I stopped for a long time. I actually met Jason through a mutual friend. And when I was back in Michigan, cause my, my parents are from Ann Arbor and my friend, another friend's like, you got to come meet this guy. I took over all my collection as a kid. He was like, all oh, these are worth about a buck a card. I was like, Oh, like a hundred a card. Cause I had all my best stuff, you know, the Kobe and, and the MJ. And he's like, no, like a dollar a card. And I was like, wait, what really? That's all it's worth. And he's like, yeah. But then he showed me his stuff and I got into it and started putting some money. I mean, you've seen the returns in the last two years, it's 10, 20, 30 X, like a Kimolage one ten. his I mean, that LeBron rookie card sold for 3.8, right? What's that? Or the LeBron rookie card sold for 1.8 or 1.3 or something, but that Mike Trout sold for 3.8 million. Yeah, I think it might even hit four or something. It's crazy. Like, it's just, you know, the, the Honus Wagner, it's like 15 million now. I think the guy, the Arizona Diamondbacks owner, that's the biggest card in the industry, and he won't sell it for 15 million. He got it for like 3 million or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Money's coming in, it's supply and demand. There's funds opening up. You saw the, the store we mentioned, Steve Aoki, uh, Dan Fleshman, these guys, they have one in LA. He's about an hour from you, the, the coffee breakers. And they're doing breaking. You see it. Like I can feel it energetically. A lot of influencers, a lot of people, a lot of athletes, rappers, other people are getting in and they're starting to to get into the, into the thing. It's just like shoes, right? Supply and demand. You got, you got guys that you get, you get some of the biggest names and uh, athletes, celebrities want you to do shoes at some point. You know, it's like art, same thing, supply and demand. You get an artist who's hot, 
you know, if the guy's going to, you can charge, charge what your time is, charge what it's going. And, and it's, it's an industry. So super interesting. And I think there's a lot of similarity with the sports, with the shoes, uh, art, it's kind of all, all ties together. A lot of the shoe guys are dipping into carts now, exactly. you know, return right. of investment in the right way is crazy. You know, there's, I know kids that are, are seeing a million dollars worth of carts, you know what I'm saying? They're set, you know, once they decide to just let it all go or they co- continue to sit, yeah. Shout out to your girlfriend or your uh, Chelsea. Is that she's in the chat? Cause she, like you said, it's so similar to my wife. She's like, what do you mean you spent that on a card? I'm like, well, th- this card last year was worth this and now it's four and a half X or whatever. And then until they actually see, once you make a few transactions or flip a few and then they, they see it's real. Cause it does look, it's like, listen, I play poker for a living. So sports cards is right up in that kind of uh yeah. What, what are you working with there? Is that the brain? I'm payment on the house, bro. This is that's a, what I'm talking about. I already know that's a, that's a big town card. One out, of five, one out of five gold vinyl prism Tom Brady last year on the Patriots. And it's a PSA 10. All right. Uh, there's only two in the world that are PSA 10. This is one of them. Okay. That's and, pretty, and pretty that's speaking to my heart, Brady, Michigan, man. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm big. I, now my Brady, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson are my main PCs. And uh, this is a gold Kyler Murray, a PSA 10, another one. And this one is number three to 10, you know, stuff like that. And then I got this one from my boy, Daddy Rips, who's one of my favorite breakers. Uh, I got this, uh, you know, Kyler Give, a, give us an idea of some range in those cards. Like what is a, what is a, and, and how does a 10 differ from a nine in that, for example? Just yeah. It's really crazy because a lot of people frown on nines, but they don't understand that a nine is still a big profit from a raw card. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if you, if let's say you get a, a raw card and the raw card itself is probably uh, in the, if it's a really good card and it's raw at about 500, and if you get it at a PSN, depending on who it is, it could be like 5,000, you know, something like that. Um, but if it's a PSA nine, you're still looking at about 2000 compared to 5,000, but that's still a huge profit from pulling it out of the pack. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, a big sweat. it's a big sweat on what they come uh, back with. At a 9.5. Okay. The only one that I've seen on eBay is at 9.5 and it's up there for $9,000. Right. This is a PSA 10. So, you know, uh, it might be about in the 18,000, you know, the 20 range right now. And, and is that uh, one you purchased specifically or did you get that from a pack and you get graded or did you buy that at a... I did a break on Instagram live on somebody's channel and they pulled this up. You know what I mean? So it's like I say, you know, scared money don't make money. And then this is kind of like just, you know, I think it was like a hundred bucks for the break and uh, I came up on this, you know what I'm saying? So... Stuff like that, you know? I mean, just to give an idea, like the Jordan 9s, I think last year I got one for 5,500 and, and they're worth 20K today. Like the 10s were 30K last year. A Jordan 10 rookie, the signature rookie card is worth over, it's about 100K. And that was 30K last year. So just to give you an idea, the industry and the cards, and they really are, you know, obviously the last dance kind of brought stuff up, but, you know, stuff went up and dropped a little bit. And now it's it's sort of, uh, I just still think it's a really good time for people to get involved. And it's one of those things, if you hustle, if you kind of grind it, you get it, you open packs, you do the PSA grading, you know the right people, you know the right stuff, and you, you put your, your time into it, you can definitely find a way to make some money. You know, a lot of the guys that in cards that have done very well, they started literally with nothing, or they go to trade shows, kind of trade their way up and and uh, and make cards. So for sure, it's, yeah, a, it's interesting. You, right. you start small, you know, you start, buy, it, like, like they say, you buy low, you sell high, right? 
So, I mean, if there's a player that you've seen has kind of like that spark that might be good in a few years, then you stock up on his raw cards on eBay. Uh, you know, uh, a perfect example, uh, Tatis Jr. in baseball. Uh, I saw somebody selling a lot of about six of his rookie cards, just raw, right? So, you know, you're not, you're not guaranteed PSA 10s off these cards. Yeah, of course. But it was like 120 bucks for those uh, six Tatis Jr. Uh, rookie cards. Mm-hmm. I bought them, sent them to PSA. They all came back PSA 10s, bro. Like that was like, just, that's just, you know, that's just the gamble that you take. But I mean, it's not like I was going to lose period. It's not these juniors rookie cards. So even if I got PSA nines, I would right. you'd, be, so, you'd be happy. No, that's the thing. It's a, it's a market. There's people always looking to sell. There's people looking to buy and, and uh, there's a lot of opportunity. What would you say now you're more, you're known as uh kickster Damas. I want to know where that name, where you came up with that. Uh, very creative. I like it. I want to know about that, but now versus cards, what's, what are you more passionate about? Are you still shoes as your main thing? And this is a side, or are you kind of starting to shift a bit where you're getting more into, into sports? I feel, like, I feel like I'm very passionate about both. You know what I mean? Because art is what got me here. Um, but now it's at the point where I could kind of merge both together. That's why I named it kicks and rips because not only, uh, in my mini games do I allow people, uh, chances to win these cards and stuff, but they also get opportunities to win a pair of custom kicks that they might not be able to afford. So there's a few people that have won <laughs> custom kicks through my mini games and stuff. And, and it's, it's great to see the reactions. You know, I actually go live with the people, and stuff like that. So it's, it's really awesome to be able to, you know, see the reactions from my fans and people that, you know, really love my artwork. And that's, that's why they're following me today, even in the card, you know, the card culture. Very cool. And uh, how do you think in terms of, do you feel that, you know, I, I want to understand about your the process with doing the shoes and, and what goes into it exactly. Cause I kind of scrolled through different content, looked at some of the videos and some of the, I guess, is that your studio? You're in your background. Is that where you literally make them? Is that the shoe? Yeah, the shoe my, right? here. I'm at my crib, but yeah, I have a whole studio section at my house and stuff. So, so tell me a little about who is involved in your team. You obviously have a successful social media campaign. You know, you got, you got on Instagram, people DMing you all the time. I'm sure. I mean, that's how we connected. You've got a queue, you know, people making orders, how do you sort of manage? Uh, do you have a Do you have a manager? Do you have an agent? Do you deal with your own deals? How, tell me a little about your process and your team. Well, it, it all started with uh, I was doing shoes for Josh Hart when he was on the Lakers, and I ended up meeting his brother Matt, um, and we became really cool. He was already following me for a while, and Matt was an intern at CAA, so um, I didn't have a manager at the time. I wasn't making the big money at the time either. But I knew it was it was a point where me and Kat were really starting to pick up steam in the NBA, and it was getting out of hand as far as emails and stuff like that. So uh, Matt was like, "Yo, if you ever have any questions or need some help, just let me know, and I'll see how I can help you." So one day, May come over, man, let's talk, and uh, we literally took a chance on each other. You know, he never had managed anybody before, and I never had a manager. We didn't know how it was going to go, uh, but. I'll tell you what, man, that first month that we were together, we made about 25 grand and I had (laughs) the job I had before. I wasn't even going to make that in a year. So uh, that kind of just gives you an idea of, you know, how it all just worked out. And now it's not just Matt. Matt has his own creative agency and, and, and it's, it's Matt, my boy, Sean and Dev, they are, it's like a whole management team just hustling for me and, and making these major moves. And we're just all eating together, you know? 
So yeah, That's definitely. Amazing. And how is uh how is the the growth like? Is it something that's been pretty steady, or did a couple things shoot up? I mean, I see some of the names you work with, some of the NBA players, and some of the biggest stars in the game. I believe like James Harden and some of the other guys you've done work for. Is it something where is it like overnight you were just kind of grinding, everything's like moving a little bit, and then stuff really jumped up, or has it just been steady the whole way, or was there some real big you know massive jumps? Man, it was just like, like I told you, like I wasn't painting shoes anymore. And then I decided to, I was literally, I had my Instagram on private and I had logged out for a whole year and uh, I lost about 40,000 followers in that span. I've actually lost a good amount of followers in the, in the, the recent months, but I think it's because it, some of them are not real supporters anyway. So once they started seeing you doing shoes and cards, they were like, eh, fuck all that. You know what I mean? So it was like it's fine. I don't need you guys anyway. You know what I mean? I just need the loyal people. Like I could care less about how many followers I have. It's, it's the, the brands that really want to mess with me and the, the fans that really support, you know, who yeah. I am as a person. I'm not just a guy that paints shoes. Like I have a life as well. So, um, but yeah, you know, I got, I, I unblocked, I, uh, well, I made my, my page public. It accepted everybody that was trying to follow me within that year. And Kat was one of them. And it really stood out to me because I'm a huge NBA guy. Mm -hmm. So I shot my shot, shot him a DM. I was like, yo, Kat, I see you're following me. It means a lot to me. And I, I just kept it genuine and real. Like, yo, I'm, I'm in a shithole in my life. I'm sleeping on a futon right now. You know, I'm not making much money. I hate my job. I want to get back to what I do. Can you give me an opportunity? And he responds within five minutes, which is crazy, right? And he was like, yo, I can't believe you're hitting me up. Like, I'm here in L.A. for the summer. Come by this week and we'll chop it up. <laughs> and, I, and and this is – at this point in my life, I had never met, like, a star athlete or anything, you know? Right. So it, it was kind of like, wow, you know, the whole timing of everything. Yeah. And, uh, I went to his crib where he was staying at, and we were talking for about five hours. And – uh I guess he was just trying to see, fill me out. You know, some people are in it for the wrong reasons and some people are just, you know, trying to use plat people's platforms and stuff. So he, he realized I was genuine and he gave me that opportunity. And uh, yeah, man, it just, it just took off. Like to the point where he was just wearing, like he said, I'm going to send you a bunch of shoes. Uh, no rush. Whenever you get them done, send them to me and I'll wear them. And that week when I got the shoes, I did like six pairs, bro. I sent them all out size 20 shoes. I think I have a pair back here. They're huge. And, uh, it was just, he wore the first one at their priest. Uh, well, he wore the first pair at the, the alumni game for his university where he was playing with, with cousins and Anthony Davis and all these guys. Right. And then cousins ends up texting me like a week later, like, yo man, I need some shoes. And then it was just like, Oh, like a snowball effect. You know what I mean? To where I was doing Trez and then Trez plugged me into Donovan Mitchell and then Donovan Mitchell to Ricky Rubio and Gobert and all these other guys. And it just, it just exploded, bro. It was crazy. That's awesome. And how, so do you, how do you, uh, do you, do you have like a, give me an idea of a typical queue? Like you'll have orders and pairs and, and, and people, uh, come in, like, do you, do you shut stuff down? Like what's like, if someone right now, they go on there, uh, let's just say someone in this podcast sees it stuff like, man, this is awesome. I want to do a custom pair. Obviously you work with celebrities, athletes, um, you know, there's, there's, what different, work? there's different runs. I mean, typically it's about three to five months. You know what I mean? Because of the demand and I have to kind of spread it out. And, and for the most part, people with money, they don't mind waiting, you know, as long as it's done correctly. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to pay that much money, you want it done right. Um, right. 
and like I tell other people, it's like you don't you don't want to rush art. You know, if if you rush the art, it's not going to be my top notch quality. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be able to give you a product that looks like it came out the factory, and that's kind of been my mission. And I I know I've gotten better through the years to this point because I take even a little bit extra time. You know what I mean? It, people used to nitpick at the smallest things, especially artists that do what I do. Uh, especially the lower artists, they would nitpick like, Oh, look, look at that. He didn't take that right. And stuff like that. And, uh, just talk mad shit. So now I'm at the point where it's like, I make sure, you know, and, uh, it can get tough at times. Cause I, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm partially colorblind. So it makes it a little bit harder. I'm an artist being partially colorblind is kind of weird. <laughs> so yeah. Sometimes I have my girl, like look over the shoes and make sure everything's good to go. You know? Wow. That's, uh, and, and, so that was something where you, you were born with, with this or did it develop over the years or what is, what is, and, and when you say colorblind, it's, it's, so you I'm not, I don't say black and white, but there's uh colors that, that, uh, I can't differentiate sometimes, you know, like certain, uh, tones. Okay. Like that. So like the blues and purple, sometimes they, I can't differentiate, uh, browns and greens, yellows, oranges, sometimes reds, depending on the tones and stuff. I can't really, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a clusterfuck, man. So I, I got it. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes, yeah, that must be, make things a little more challenging, but I guess uh, you've, you've got a system and worked it out. And um, is there, how, give me an idea too on shoes, how, how tricky it is like if you mess something up, like if let's say on average, is it like you do one shot on the shoes or sometimes you like do a shoe and it's like something happens, you can't really fix it and you got to redo it. Or is it pretty clean, straightforward? If you mess up, you could paint over it or, or wipe it off. Or is it, is it, is it uh, not always just, just straight? It's, I don't want to say I'm perfect or anything, you know what I mean? Because nobody's perfect. And, and, uh, but I feel like I've been getting closer to perfecting my craft to the point where I haven't had, I mean, there are situations where it's like, fuck, I don't like that. Let me go back in. You know, but as an artist, you're always able to fix your fuck ups. You know what I mean? Uh, and, or even other people won't notice it, but you notice it. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. But for the most part, I've been able to, to knock them out in one shot. Yeah. That's awesome. Give me one of your, your favorite pieces. Like just maybe it was a because it was the first biggest or, or emotional for you. Just one that like was so sick that turned out and just because oh, a little it's on my Instagram, but I don't know how far down, but it's a. Uh, it's the first pair that really, really, uh, you could probably even go to Google and just type it in and it'll come out. Okay. But it's the first pair I did for cat that blew up and they started like actually talking and saying my name on sports center and ESPN and all that stuff. And it was, a, uh, it was a Jason pair. Is this, Jason. is this yours as well? With yeah. The- so, so on that one right there, um, for ESPN and sports center, I did those shoes for Zion and, and they surprised them. And uh, he was like kid in the candy store right there. So it was, it was pretty badass, you know? And uh, yeah, it was his first pair of Jordans because he had just signed to Jordan brand. So it was a New Orleans themed uh, Jordan one. And it had like him doing his flex on the back and stuff like that. So he was really pumped. But yeah, if you keep going down, you'll see him. Uh, it was a pair of Jason uh, Hyperdunks that he wore on Halloween that went extremely viral. And that was the first shoe that I, I got an order for that. Oh, so that, that Iron Man in the middle up there, that, that was for uh, Robert Downey Jr. right there. Yeah, those guys right there. Yeah. So uh, 
That's pretty sick. Yeah. That, that thing pops. They, it is fun, man. It is absolutely like, it, I, I got to say, you know, the things like same thing with cards. It's one of those things that are like, it's personal and shoes are, shoes are important. It's one of the accessories. Like I said, you wear every day. You can wear multiple times. It's not like a t-shirt or something you don't want to be wearing every day. Like, you know, you could wear, uh, I'm sure that the, the serious sneaker has people to wear it. They want to have a different pair every day of the week or month, but you know, shoes, something you can, yeah, you put on and it's not a problem to, to wear more than once. And, and also serves as yeah. art. You know what I mean? Like if you have something that nobody else has and it's like, it's definitely flex. And that, that pair was one of my favorites as well. The one with Luca's wearing it up top. If you go, Oh, you just on it too. But right here, you see that Luca right there. Mm-hmm. So that pair, I, he, he had requested maybe two weeks prior. And he said, I want to get dual tribute pair for Dirk Nowitzki on his last home game. And uh, he wore those on his last home game in Dallas. Dirk signed them and he kept them. There was people trying to pay tons of money for that pair and he did not want to let it go. So he has that in a glass case at home. That's sick. That's yeah. Very cool. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it is cool, man. I gotta say it's a, it's a, it's a, it makes a ton of sense. And I, it's just a perfect mix with, with artwork and, and shoes. It's like, it makes so much sense. Same thing with sports cards. Like it's similar to art, the value and, and kind of peace. And, you know, I've heard Gary V he talks about a lot now saying, you know, I'd rather have talk about my, my Akeem Olajuwon than my, you know, than a, a Rembrandt. Like people now kind of, it's like sports are so popular. There's daily fantasy sports betting's legal now in the U S at a federal level. It's just kind of all, just sort of ties in, you know, I just feel like it's all, all intertwined and, 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 and it makes, makes a ton of sense. Um, man. Yeah. It's very, very cool. So, uh, yeah, just, I, I, it's just, it's crazy. Some of the ones that seen some of the work that you've done over the years, it's gotta be, do you keep like, do you ever, what about you though? When you make someone for some of these one-on-one stuff, will you now sort of make some, some also and keep it for yourself? Or is that the deal? If someone like, uh, uh that's a request that I'm doing because uh, a lot of people don't know that when I first started doing these shoes in the NBA, I was doing a lot of these for the, for the big games. I was doing them for free. I was doing a lot of free work and, right. uh, some people are like, you're doing it for free. Well, yeah, that's what blew up my market. And I was, it, it's different. Like for somebody that's trying to make a quick buck, yeah, charge them a couple hundred bucks, do their shoe. You know what I mean? They're going to wear it, but they might not have that loyalty and that friendship and that, that, uh, that bond with you, you know, as far as other than you hooking them up. So I have a lot of loyalty through the league and um, I make money on the back end. You know what I mean? Why make money off one pair when you can make more money off a few pairs after they see that one pair on the court? You know, that's like my billboard right there. This is your guy right here. This is, uh, who was your first one? Your first. That's my guy. That's, that's sort of the, that was like, that was for sure. Like a pivotal moment for you. That's him. He was sort of the, the breakthrough is that, uh, nobody was really doing custom work, maybe here and there, but nobody was doing custom work for NBA. And and I kind of broke that open. You know what I mean? People did like one or two here, but I kind of just, I went all in, in the NBA and I was, there was like every other night, somebody was wearing some custom sneakers, you know what I mean? On the court. And it was always like, yo, Kitsudamas did these, Kitsudamas did these, Kitsudamas did these. Sometimes in a night, it would be like five pairs are in, on TV in different games. You know what I mean? So it was, it was pretty nuts, especially on the holidays and stuff like that. So, uh, it's, isn't it, isn't it kind of crazy looking at this? You know, I got one of uh, a card that I just I, I get I like the old stuff as well. Like I got I got this one not long ago. This uh, Pistol Pete, you know, Maravich, like the old school, the tall boy cards, this type of stuff. But is it kind of crazy, like looking at it now? Like imagine the NBA, they're wearing the Daisy Dukes, the short trunks. Like imagine guys wearing like these shoes back in like the eighties or nineties. Like what? Who was the player though? The first kind of guy in sports where they had some custom 
kicks where it got like kind of, you know, cause this is, it seems like it's relatively new. I mean, I don't know like what year was, is there someone that's sort of like the first one who ever wore a custom crazy pair in, in NFL or NBA? Cause now you see it like a lot. There was other guys that were doing shoes. Like there was a guy that was doing shoes for OBJ in the past. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of opened the doors for a lot of people in NFL. But, uh, one of the guys that I used to look up to when I was younger, uh, was Mosh and Mosh Mosh had done a pair for like LeBron. He didn't wear them in the game, but he wore them I think during shoot around and stuff like that. So that was kind of huge. But those those guys were kind of like the trailblazers, you know, that they've been doing it for about 15, 20 years or something like that. And I jumped in, I'm barely about to hit 10 years, you know? Um that's that's kind of one of the things why I I didn't get much respect getting into the game and as far as I did is because uh I, I, I was blowing up too fast. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, as an artist, I understand when some artists are like, his work looked like shit, blah, 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 they don't like it. I mean, it, like I said, it's competitive to them, you know, but I just know I worked my ass off <laughs> to get where I'm at. You know, I worked extremely hard to get here. So, yeah, that's, uh, let's see, we got this one right here. Uh, we got this, if, if anyone, we got giving away a $109 uh, ticket today. So if you guys want to ask a question, you're in the chat here, YouTube live. Again, this will go out on Spotify, iTunes, all the major outlets, but we do, you know, awesome to do a live. I appreciate that. And if you guys want to ask a question, we'll try to get to as many as we can. And we'll also be picking this $109 uh, giveaway at the end of the show. So um, get your questions in there if you can. Uh, who, who, uh, who, or what do you think I should say? What do you think would be the 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 reason that you know shoes could even that would take you to a new level? Like, are you at a point where you're so busy you've kind of got what you you want in terms of business and traffic and and and, and backup? Is there anything that you think could could sort of uh, elevate or take yeah. yourself even to a new level, or, or are you just kind of like are you are you not really sure where to go anymore in shoes? And now you're looking at cards. At this point, I'll let you guys know right now, everybody that's tuned in, I haven't even reached the peak yet. Uh, the There's a lot of things behind the scenes right now that are going to be insanely huge. Um, man, so that Amazon project was probably the biggest of my career, and it just opened the door to even bigger opportunities, I would say. So, uh, yeah, man, I think right now still the sky's the limit, you know, um, there's a lot, a lot going down the pipeline, and not just with Amazon, but there's a couple other big companies and stuff. And th- that's also kudos to my management team, who's always bringing in some epic stuff. You know, Amazon reached out to us and they were like, you know, with Complex, we want to do. You, have you seen the show The Boys? No. Okay, so The Boys is like some. It's a really epic show on Amazon. It's like their their show. You know what I mean? You know how. I guess uh, AMC's was The Walking Dead and, and every every network or every, you know, streaming platform has their show, their their big show. And the boys, like, just took off. It's an amazing series. It was actually my favorite show before they even approached me on the project. So that was, that was why I really went crazy because I was very passionate about the show in the first place. And it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a more fresh, realistic take on superheroes. So it shows what the world would really be like. Cause when you're watching Superman and Batman and shit like that, it's like, everybody just like loves these superheroes and they're like angels, you know what I mean? But in this show, the boys, it shows the other side of like how superheroes can take advantage of their powers mm-hmm. and, and they're actually ran by the government and stuff like that. 
like that. So it's a really cool show. It's 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 very gory. It's very violent, but it's it's a real take on superheroes. So it's really dope. That's 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 very very cool. And how did the speaking of superheroes, the Robert Downey Jr. the uh, those custom kicks? Where did that come from? Who who who? Generally, how does it work? Do you reach out to people? Do they always reach out to you? Is it friend to friends? Like, what's like the sort of general balance? That one was kind of like they alley ooped it to me. You know what I mean? They were like, "Yo, let's 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 do something." It was kind of like an alley oop. Like, "Yo, I'm a, I'm gonna link you with Robert Downey Jr. Let's do some epic Iron Man shoes." So I came up with the best concepts I can. And it just, he loved so much that he shared it on his, his Instagram. And that was like a huge moment for my career. I think I gained like 40,000 followers within overnight. And this was right after like the last Avengers, you know what I mean? Like right after when the hype was crazy. So yeah, it was definitely epic. That's uh that's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, what, what is, uh, do you think that people have a, I mean, this is people have vices, people have problems and gambling and other areas of life, alcoholism, stuff like, are there anyone, do you, do you feel like people in cards or, um, shoes? Have you seen with like an addiction or a problem where like you based on where they've like done something they're like, Oh man, I can't afford like, cause I mean, your stuff's high end stuff. Right. And like people want it sort of like, an, I could see it becoming addictive where people like really want to, let's just take the shoes for example, as uh, do you, have you had any kind of incidents with that? Or do you think that some people may have a shoe addiction? I've seen some crazy closets, like you shouldn't be in a, shouldn't be in a, a $400 a month apartment and have, you know, 800 pair of kicks or something like that. You know, is there anyone that's just kind of like out there that needs help? Uh, as far as shoes go, I mean, I've seen some crazy addictions, but I, for the most part, those people can actually like, you know, be able to, to maintain that and be all right. I, I think I see it more in the cards, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, because like you said, it's a gamble, right? So I've been able to do it strategically to where like, you know, the money that I'm using is just from what I'm making for my cards, you know, for my card business, instead of just dipping into my actual, you know, personal, um, but I've seen instances where there's people that spend about $10,000 in a night on Instagram live. And I mean, I don't know their situations and stuff, but maybe they're doing it the same way I am. You know what I mean? Strategically, maybe they're making their money on the back end um, selling slabs because like right. I said, it's cards that are worth thousands of dollars. So, I mean, yeah, if I sell a card for, you know, 10 racks, I, I wouldn't mind spending one rack, like reinvesting it and trying to hit some more of that shit. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, when we see somebody spending like ten and twenty k in a well, night, yeah, you know? and, and at some point you can't control. Just like you know, I promote poker, but I always tell people, look, I, my joke. I say it's not a hobby for me; it's my profession, my craft. But you got to be careful, right? Like any anyone can. If addictive personalities, they get their hands on something, they're gonna. You can't police it all. It's not a perfect science, and, and you know you gotta. You yeah, look, they go to the casino, man. The people at the casino. I've seen people at the casinos like playing two machines and just like tapping the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? well, yeah, that's that's part of the problem for sure. Casinos in general, right? Those are what some of the most common ones. Alcoholism, gambling, these type of things are very. It's easy to go down a rabbit hole, and and you know if you don't have self control and 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 have a plan, you can get in trouble. But um, yeah, no, I think I, I think I think it's sports cards. I, I would say it's a little more likely than shoes. Um, what's the most pairs someone's ever ordered from you? Shoes in a in a in a, in a, in a go. Man, if it was a person, I'd probably say about three grand. But if it was a company, <laughs> I mean, it, that's where the huge money's at is the brand partnerships and stuff. Did you say three grand or 30 grand? Uh, three grand. Three, three grand for one pair. Yeah. But oh, for uh, one pair. I'm saying like how many pairs of shoes? I was going to say, I spent more than that with you in a shot. Come on now. Don't tell me. Like, what's the most in one project? 
Yeah, like some like someone's like, I want 30 pairs of shoes or 20 or 10 or like I've had like some 40, 50 pair projects. I think one of them was for YouTube and the NBA finals a couple years back where they, they gave some to the staff over at YouTube because it was the, the first year that they had the NBA finals on YouTube TV. Very cool. Um, stuff like that. Uh, but now it's, it's getting really crazy to where I'm getting very nice amounts of money for like five, seven pair runs for huge partnership um, projects and stuff. So uh, that's kind of where it's headed right now. And uh, hopefully, you know, I end up getting that collaboration with a big company where I have my own design sneaker, you know, out in, in uh, retail and stuff. So that's kind of that's awesome. And you do do you do all of it on your own. You said you you have some help maybe with the colors because sometimes the colors someone will point out some. But are you actually the one doing physically the the entire shoes, or do you have anyone that helps like any part of the process? Are you literally as of right now, I'm bro? So I'm I'm juggling cards. I'm juggling shoes. I'm juggling my personal life my girlfriend my son <laughs> like it's crazy you know what i mean it's kind of hard sometimes to find a balance but uh, i've been able to make it happen you know <laughs> i love it how old's your son he's nine years old man nine wow time that's that's crazy and and uh and you've lived in california you said you we moved to long beach not too long ago but where where's been where did you originally you were in uh, los angeles and moved to long beach or what sort of where did you uh rise and, and get into art and how tell me about like the early on um kickster yeah. domus you gotta tell me about the name how you came up with it but i want to know about the early rise through your your path uh when i was a baby i was born in mexico so i came as a baby to the United States. Uh, I got my citizenship at about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, still never been to Mexico ever since, although I would like to sometime. <laughs> but um, I was an artist since I was little, man. Since I was like four years old, I was like making my own comic books, just drawing. And, and that's kind of like how I passed my time was just drawing and doing stuff like that. So I've always been an artist. Growing up, I learned uh, graphic design on my own, stuff like that, web design. Everything was self-taught. And... Uh, Kickstradamus, I just was at a point where I wanted to rebrand myself and uh, I was just thinking of a cool, catchy name. There was like really nothing more behind it, but this sounds dope. <laughs> Let me run with it. And it just worked out, man. It was just a really dope name, you know? A play on words, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I love the, I love the, I love the, uh, the play on words there. Um, all right. So, now, what's your day to day? Give me your day to day, like a process. What time are you, are you an early morning riser? Do you go to bed late? Are you like in the zone when you're doing your stuff? Are you listening to music and mm-hmm. rocking out, watching TV, or is it just like zoned out, just just in the zone? Give me, give me, give me a. Like, I, I went to this lazy patch for a while, and then my girl like snapped me the hell out of it. She was like, "Yo, man, I can't be with somebody that's lazy." You know what I mean? So she kind of, she kind of, she's kind of the one that sparked it back out of me to where. Right after she did that and I started getting on my grind, that's when everything fell into place. That's when the endorsement deals came in. That's when the big projects came in. It was just like, you know, she she kind of – shout out to Christian. Shout out to my kid. It, she kind of like um, – she kind of uh, brought it back out of me, that monster, you know. And uh, now usually I'll sleep over at her place. She lives right down the street. So she wakes up like 5.30 or 5 in the morning and I wake up the same time because I park in front of her and then I got to go home. So I'll start my day at about five thirty six in the morning, you know, and if it if it means either I'm working on shoes or I'm working on something for my website, if I'm working on cards, if I'm working on shipments, everything is just it goes through the day to the point where I'm finished by about four or five when she's getting out of work and then we'll just chill the rest of the day. So I try to get everything done. I mean, I start pretty early anyway, so I'm able to get a lot done during the day. Yeah. 
Very nice. And what is your, your sort of family, your parents, and, and what do they think about all this? Did they, you know, you were in art, you were doing this stuff. What, what was sort of their take on it? Was it, did you go to school? Did you just do this from, you know, for, for only, or, or what was sort of uh, how, how did that go? And how do they feel about the whole, the whole process? That feels like poker. Most of the poker players that I know and talk is kind of tough where it's like, you know, no, it's not your traditional, you know, go to school or some people don't go to any school. Some people do this. Like, how, how did that work? Um, it's funny because uh, I hated school, right? Going to high school, it just wasn't for me. I, I had a horrible GPA. I just hated school. I was probably one of those guys that everybody was like, yo, he's the the most likely to fail in life. <laughs> you know, that was me. Yeah. And um, it's not that I'm dumb. I'm, I'm actually very smart and uh, I'm very knowledgeable about a lot of things. And uh, I just didn't like school. I don't like writing papers, none of that. Right. I tried community college, just couldn't do it. But I was always an artist, and I felt like something had to hit. I tried everything. I had a clothing line at one point that was uh, pretty successful, but only to the point where I could fund it. I didn't have a lot of money, so, I mean, it's, it requires a ton of money to do something like that. Um, I, I tried everything, uh, and I did um, graphic design for a while, you know? And then by accident, I was living on my cousin's couch, and by accident, I just – well, my cousin was like, hey, I know you do art, so you think you could fix my shoes? And I did research, and that's kind of how I fell into it. You know what I mean? I started doing it, and people started liking it, so more orders started coming in. And uh, then I did more research and saw people were drawing on vans, and I was like, yo, I could do that shit. So I started doing it, and that's just kind of how it started, you know? It, it's it's funny because I, I believe this, and I think one of the things I enjoy most about doing uh, podcasts and talking to people that I would say are at the top of their craft or – at the top echelon in their craft is like, whether it's shoes, you know, you're an artist, you're playing poker, you're doing sports cards, you're, uh, you know, doing business, you're a lawyer, whatever it is that you do. I think the people that are the most successful and, and have the, they're, they're the ones that they don't do it because, you know, like someone watching a podcast, like, Oh, I want to get into sports cards. Cause I want to make money or I want to get into doing shoes, and make money. It's like, if you really love it and you're motivated and driven, and I just find like, those are the people that find a way to just make it work. Right. Cause it's like, you got to want to do it. Like to, to go and start streaming on Twitch, to go and start doing the shoe stuff. It's not, it, it can be in one moment. Like you said, you could work for five years, 10 years, grind, do what you love, you know, be a good person, do positive things. And all of a sudden you catch one break. Or you hit one tournament, you get one one card, and it could just be that thing. But it doesn't happen overnight. And I think almost like it's so rare. Uh, you know, you got the people that are the best at what they do. They really love it and their passion. They don't worry about oh, I'm going to make this much money because you probably never imagined in a million years you'd be making. You'd be where this is. Yeah, I was doing it for about eight years or seven years until before I finally got my break. You know, I was I was still living at my aunt's house, sleeping on a futon. Uh, but I was happy because I was able to make money on doing what I loved and right. still, I wasn't living like what I'm living now, but I was still, I was still happy doing what I love, being able to take care of my stuff and, and my bills and stuff. Right. Uh, and then, you know, everything just fell into place. But before that, like, obviously like anything, it, it was, it was very funny. Even today, it's very funny when, when, well, I mean, I don't go out much anymore because of COVID and stuff, but when people would ask, like, what do you do for a living? Or, or when my aunt would be like, what are you going to do, you know, with your life? Like, I'm like, I'm painting shoes. And it, I understood it. Like, it kind of sounds dumb. Like, you know what I mean? What do you mean you're painting shoes? Like, how are you going to make a living off of this? How are you going to make a career out of it? Even when I would tell people, like, you know, oh, I, I'm an artist. Oh, what kind of artist? I paint shoes. They probably would laugh inside, you know, like, what the fuck? But to see where I am now, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. 
And, and tell me about Twitch a little, because I see you do have a channel. I, I don't think you've streamed much on there. You, have you done stuff? Like how much, how many streams have you done? Do you plan to do more? What was uh, your uh, tie with Twitch? My girl, uh, my girl gets mad at me all the time when we talk about stuff like this, because she's like, you know, you have this platform and all this stuff. You should, you, you should be putting your stuff on YouTube. There's money that you should do it on Twitch. I get it. And I really should, but people don't understand how much extra time goes into that shit. You know what I mean? Oh man. The yeah. amount of time that goes, cause anybody could just edit a video, but the way that I edit my videos, it takes me hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it takes me hours to edit a video. Um, then she's like, you're doing the card stuff. You could put it on YouTube. Yeah. But when I'm streaming live on Instagram, it's different. Like as opposed to just doing a video to put on YouTube. So it's, that's kind of like the next thing. I feel like I, that's where I'm going to have to have a team that, you know, fully like, I guess, focuses on editing my videos and putting that out because yeah, there's a lot of money that's there, you know? And I, I play video games. I haven't played very much recently because I've been so busy, but I would stream gaming. Uh, I think on Friday I'm doing, uh, uh, this cool like charity stream where we're playing that, um, what is that? The fall guy or something? That game? <laughs> well, anyways, we're doing that. Um, I also stream when I paint shoes live. I do that. And I want to start streaming the card stuff. So it's like, there's many different like angles I can hit on that Twitch, which can be very fun. It's just for, sure. It is fun. It's but to your point, it is it's a grind. Like you gotta. It's also the the work that goes into it. You don't just like click live. You gotta you gotta have moderators. You gotta have you gotta you gotta take the footage. You gotta do you know some giveaways. There's work that goes into streaming. It's not just like you gotta get the equipment. You gotta make sure the internet's right. You gotta have the right camera, the right mic. All these different things that kind of goes into streaming on Twitch and 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 doing YouTube videos as well. It's not just like uh you know click on go live. It, it is a process. And so I think that's yeah there's a lot that goes into it i mean I'm, I'm the kind of guy that wants to have a sick backdrop like you so i gotta design that shit i gotta have a different backdrop for every different kind of video i'm doing i gotta have the little the little uh graphics and stuff like i gotta have all that or i'm not gonna do it you know that's just who i am so right. definitely I, I completely get it all right i want to ask you before we got a lot of questions so i want to make sure we do hit the twitter for right. to get, go through some of those i want to understand a little more because this is something i'm super interested in on the sports trading card stuff so give me an idea of the economics or what you're looking to do let's just take again I, this is my first ever actual i got a lot of sports cards but i've never gotten into the boxes a buddy of mine was like let's split a 20 pack a case i think we got 20 of these i took 10 of them he took 10 i haven't cracked them so you know i think this was about uh they're like four twenty-five a box is what I got this for. So, and there's twelve packs in a, in this. So, like, if you was this something you would do is take a box like this, you would go on Instagram, someone would buy it, or they would do a live break and like have you do it. Like, what? How does it actually work? What are you doing when you break a case or a box or whatever? How how does that actually work? I'm I'm doing it like nobody's doing it, bro. Like what okay. I do is I like steal your style, but give me yeah. give me a couple, give me a little, give me some points. So my mine is like the kitchen rips fun house. So people go on my live when I go live on Instagram. Um, I have different mini games. You know what I mean? Like I'll put like I'll put I won't put this slab up, <laughs> but I'll put a good slab up. And if the slab is worth, let's say a thousand bucks, I'll be like, yo, to play a mini game, six hundred bucks. Right. And if you lose, you're still going to leave with something that's worth your money. But if you win, you're taking this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So. um I have roulette, I have blackjack, I have uh, dice rolls. I also have a wheel that you spin, and you there's a there's a spot on that wheel that you get to win custom kicks. 
it's just uh, really fun. I'm always just trying to keep it different, trying to innovate, you know, and just uh, bring something different. Because if you if you jump into all the breaker rooms, it's the same thing over and over again, you know. And I don't want it to feel saturated. I want it to feel like organic and real. So that that's kind of what the the angle that I'm going on. And I'm always giving people more than their money's worth. You know what I mean? Right. Just because I have so much inventory, I'm able to do that. So I, I give some crazy stuff in there. And then, so you, people are DMing you or you get in contact, like, do you have a team that helps get all that stuff out? I mean, you're not doing the, the physical mailing and, and, and all in the, in the hand. Do it all. Do it all. Do it all. Wow. Do it all. Yeah. You need uh that. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of, they're juggling a lot. I can, uh, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same way though. I like to have control and I like to be in the mix and, and do part of the fun is relationship. Shipping and stuff is definitely going to get there, but yeah, that's what I tell, I tell my girl. I'm like, yo, I'm, I, she's like, you need to be more productive. I'm like, yo, there's no way I can be more productive than what I'm doing right now. Like for me to be doing the cards, like I try to be on the cards during the day at a certain time. And then if I can at night, but then I also try to do like, you know, shoes for a certain span of hours, get what I need to do, get done. Then I got to do the endorsement deal stuff, you know? So I have an assistant that's like always on top of me, like, yo, you got to do this post today. You got to do this tomorrow. Like yeah. it's crazy, you know? So I got to be able to juggle everything. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, and, and, uh, man, that's, yeah, I'm trying trying to, and, and do you have like the stock of shoes? Like, do you have like thousand pairs or a hundred pairs or like, do you order them as they go? Like if someone orders four or five pairs and they want to custom, you know, you said like the air force ones or, you know, stock stuff, do you have different sizes? Do you have to order them each as they come? Or how do you do it? As, the, as the project comes in. So like, as the project comes in, like once the payment's made, I'll just like go ahead and order what, what shoe size they need, you know, just mm-hmm. so have it in stock with a sticker on it. This is his bang, bang, just line them up. That's it. <laughs> love it all right well let's uh i got a lot of questions i did see i have more questions we've already done and covered a ton i do see uh some great questions in twitter um and we are going to go through and again someone oh, yeah, so you don't die on me was it <laughs> yeah guys so again you still got time we got another podcast tomorrow we got adam 22 the man from no jumper is going to be in tomorrow that should be a lot of fun and right now though we are going to do questions from here and you do have a chance for a 109 dollar uh ticket on party poker which is pretty sweet so we will go ahead and and just uh knock through those if you guys want to get involved and i see some live stuff um oh that's cool yeah we could ask him if Saul. i gotta get him a copy of that as well die with zero i think i got a, I got a ton of them around i ordered a lot but yeah we'll ask him with that this would i'm sure he'd like that good question there uh Let's see. We got people fired up. So we're going to go to the Twitter streets and I'll just get this queued up here. Uh, oh, people are asking about poker. We definitely got to know about, about poker for you. Cause I, I, people think in general, when I have guests on here, it's tied to poker. Oftentimes auxiliary poker is in the, in the books, but I, I don't really know. Let's, uh, let's just, let's, let's start with that poker. Give me your experience. Do you play for fun at all? Do you have any idea when's the last time you played at a casino or live or are you more into the roulette blackjack? It's, uh, when I go to the casinos, I, I tend to love, I love blackjack and I, I just like the odds. You know what I mean? Even though sometimes it doesn't fall in your favor, it's just quicker. And, uh, yeah. but as far as like poker, I'm still trying to learn more of like, Texas home style and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because it's way different than just your regular poker. You know what I mean? So there's that, like I had told you before, I, I feel I need to on that. You know what I mean? Cause it's, I feel like it's, there's a strategy to it and everything. So 
Oh yeah. No, for, I mean, it, it is one of those games. It takes a long time to, to dive deep into, and it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's, I don't, it doesn't sound like you need any more hobbies right now. You got, you got a full plate. I don't know if we want to get you into uh, learning a, another thing. It's like golf or poker it just takes, takes a long time to, um, to dive in there. I got a question about books. Do you, do you read, have you read any good books lately? Have you happened to hear of, we got on here, go someone asking about die with zero. Have you heard of the book by Bill Perkins by any chance die with zero? Have you seen this? Man, I, I think I need to read more. <laughs> I, I need to be reading more. It's just finding that window to read. Like uh, the most recent book that I'm reading, and it's not a novel or anything, is uh, my boy Mamba Card, somebody in the in the card community that breaks. And I become, so I've become very, very close to a lot of people in the card community. And I've been yeah. able to, to, you know, gain a lot of respect and love from the community itself. I have a group of friends that, that we just started to bond. Like I have a whole group on Instagram that's just like, we're really, really close. So it's been great, not only as far as, you know, card wise, but being able to, to meet the actual community and how close it is. So uh, somebody in the card community, uh, Mama Cards, who's a close friend of mine now, he uh, actually gifted me the, the Kobe book. There's like this Kobe, uh, this Mamba book pretty much about his whole life, you know, and it's, it's all the pictures from his photographer since the day he started in the league all the way through, you know? So it's like really intimate photos and stuff like that. And reading that is very, uh, I guess there's a lot of inspiring stuff in there. You know what I mean? So reading that is kind of like, okay, I, I could start reading again. You know what I mean? Cause I used to love reading when I was little and then I hated it at one point, but right. Literally, when I was little, like everybody that's our age probably knows, like Goosebumps books. I used to like I used to blow through those books, bro. Like I had a whole collection of that. Goosebumps. There was the other one that was similar. I forget. R.L. Stein, right? That was the the yeah. author. And yeah, uh, and then he had like the the more mature versions. I forgot what they were. Yeah. Called. Yeah, I'm thinking of the. I had the other one as well, but I had the whole collection of the ones for sure. Those were great, man. I forgot. I haven't heard that title in a long time, but yeah, for sure. Well, reading. You're right. Reading it does. It's it's great. Just kind of like watching TV series. It can get you. Uh, can take a lot of time, and and when you're kind of dialed in, and you have a family, you got a you know a significant other. Uh, it, 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 there's only so many hobbies in in, in time. Yeah. Um, for sure. Let's. Uh, all right. So let's kind of keep going through. Oh man, a lot of great questions here. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is, this is interesting when it comes to customizing shoes, how is the process between you and the customer? Do you, do you prefer when you, they just say, here's like a general thing, go for it. Or do you like when they give you more details and specifics or, or, or uh, logos or stuff? Well, let's say for me and you, for our instance, right. Uh, I love when I get references and stuff. I mean, I also, I also love when somebody's like, uh, it's kind of harder because they're like, just do you, you know what I mean? When, when they do that, but I love like full freedom, but at the same time, when they say, do you like, how do I know exactly what you're going to like? You know what I mean? Like if you're saying, do you, so I always like kind of a direction, you know? And, and then when I'm doing something more intricate, like your pairs, it's always better to get as many references as you can give me. That way I could, whatever I could fit on there without being too cluttered and stuff, I'll go that route. So if I'm going a, a specific route, I know what color theme to go with and where to place certain things. So yeah, so in some instances, more references, like it's not always like, Oh, can you, can you put this here, there, there? For the most part, everybody trusts my creative yes. 
Constantly. Yeah, that's, that's what I would imagine. If you give like a theme or a general team or something, then a couple little things or a birthday or like some significant number, you find a way to work it in. But I, I would imagine it's it's not as fun. Or if someone's like, hey, put this on the heel or do this this way, then it gets a little yeah, bit kind of like. If you tell me a theme, I might already have some crazy shit in mind. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm going to kill this. And right. uh, if somebody says do this here and this here, this here, then it's kind of like it's kind of like I'm just printing something on a piece of paper kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I see some great questions here that we have already covered. If you guys scroll back, kind of talking about how you got into it, uh, whatnot, we've gone over a lot of this. Um, tell me the cheapest, uh, cool, good looking quality sneaker you can recommend. I want to look cool, but don't have much money. This has got to be a common theme. How would you answer that? Uh, man, it's tough because like the lowest that my rates can possibly go on, like on a basic pair, it's it's just it's really hard to justify because of time. You know what I mean? Uh time is money now and there's just so much stuff on my plate. Right. So like I said, normally my rates are like at twelve hundred now. I've been able to go as low as maybe like eight hundred, seven hundred maybe, if it's something very simple. But I mean that's that's just kind of what it's gonna cost to cover my time and, and, and all that that goes into it, including the shoes, you know what I mean? The shoes is a whole nother thing. Is that at least a hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. You know what I mean? So yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of, that's why, although I would love to be able to do shoes for everybody, this is not for everybody. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a luxury item at this point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best day in your life. What comes to mind when you hear that? What would be the best day in your life? Man. Just right into it. Put you on the spot. It would have to be, it would probably have to be when my son was born, man. Uh, my son was kind of like, the biggest like motivation for me to change my life because when I was sleeping at my cousin's couch, uh, like nine years, 10 years ago, uh, I already, well, actually it was like, yeah, nine years ago, my baby, my son was a baby and, um, I couldn't afford to even like buy him anything. You know what I mean? I couldn't, I could barely afford child support. Like I was struggling. I was working at a shoe store and believe it or not, I was working at the finish line. But I was only making about two, $200 every two weeks because of the, the child support. So you could imagine like 200 bucks, it ain't going to get you shit, you know? Right. Yep. I was on the couch and I was like, yo, I need to do something with my life to be able to provide for him. So he's kind of the one that was my main motivator. Absolutely. I'm with, I'm with you. Hard to, hard to take uh, children's birth is uh, that's gotta be sort of the, I think that, that for most people that would be true. And, and I think I could uh, reiterate that for myself. Uh, people are asking about the biggest pot you ever won or lost, but they're, they're referencing poker. How about blackjack? What's the biggest win or loss you've ever had in a casino or I guess in cards. Give me, give me cards. Like, yeah. I've never played big. Well, the cards was when I hit that, that Brady, but as far as in blackjack, I never played like super like high limits or anything just because I'm scared <laughs> you know, to do that. But, uh, I remember going into the casino and I, I put a $10 bet on blackjack and then I put, I think $5 on the bonus I hit the bonus and I came out five G's. So that was just bananas to me. You know what I mean? After that, like that was the moment where I was like, yo, I got to walk out. So I took all my shit and cashed out, bro. Like that was the smartest move for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like why spend more of that with those winnings than when you could just walk away with a huge pot of money, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, that's uh, listen. If you ever want to, we'll we'll, we'll uh, when we meet in person, we'll go over a couple poker, couple poker things. You show me a couple tricks for for shoes, and and, and that'd be cool. I I gotta believe. How hard is it to do what you do 
And the machine, I think I saw a note. I'm like, what, give me an idea of the technology of the machine you use. Cause that's probably, it's pretty expensive, right? Don't you have certain equipment? That's not, it's not something you could just, you're not just going to pick up at your, uh, at a garage sale, right? This is like, you got some serious stuff. The, the products I use, the paints I use, everything costs money. I've been very blessed to, you know, have the respect and love from these companies where I didn't really have to pay for any of my stuff. You know, the paint comes in free. The machines were given to me. The, I have invested a lot into myself as far as like my, my vinyl cutter to make my stencils myself, uh, my computer, um, all my products that are outside of paints and, and airbrushes and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of money that goes into it if you want to be able to grind it out at home. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of artists out there that do what I do. They don't have, they they haven't invested in a cutter for themselves, so they have to pay somebody else to make the stencils for them. Then they got to wait for them to ship it to them. So you're already burning through like five, ten days. And I'm just doing it right away, get it done within thirty minutes, and I'm already on my pair. You know, very Um, very, uh, yeah. Iwata for my airbrush uh, and my compressor. Iwata is the top airbrush brand out there. And then my paints, I use Jacquard, Jacquard products, you know, they, they make paints that are made for fabric and leather and they're, they're airbrush ready. So you just shake the bottle and pop it in. So everything is, is, is to get done in a quick rate, you know? And, and tell me how long, uh, give me an average pair of shoes. So you're doing a custom Miami Dolphins, you're doing a custom uh, a sports team or, you know, an athlete, how much can, can it, what's the shortest and longest? Give me the whole range on the on time it takes on a custom the shoe. Could be about two hours. The longest could be about five. Wow. Yeah. So I've been able to kind of master the craft to the point where I, I get it done like that. So if you do the math, sometimes the pair is like 1500 or something like that. And if I do it in three hours, you know, <laughs> that's 500 an hour, you know? Yeah. Right. If you do the math, you tack in all the other expenses, tacking the, the materials, the equipment, your, your rent, whatever. I mean, but still, yes, it's like you start, you know, it's, it's a good business for sure. Some people think, oh, once you place the order, like I'm going to get on your pair right away. No, there's a line. There's a queue. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to blow through that queue as fast as I can to get to your pair. But there is a queue. You know what I mean? So that's why when I say three to five hours, doesn't mean like you just paid me. I'm just grinding out in five hours. I'm shipping them out. You know, so there's a queue. But that's a great problem to have because everybody wants to get work from me. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a blessing. For sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love it. Uh, so, okay. So some of the poker questions aren't going to be going to be relevant. We've gone over your sort of proudest shoe design. We've covered some of your biggest ones and the ones that, that, uh, that you have seen. What about your favorite poker streamer or take maybe since you don't watch probably poker, what, what about Twitch? Any, any streamers or streams or stuff you like to watch or it's fun, a game, a genre that you enjoy watching. Do you watch any Twitch? Uh, there's actually, I was just talking on the phone with my guy. Uh, and you know him, uh, one of, one of my good friends who's actually a poker player, Noah Schwartz. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He's a good friend of mine that I'm doing shoes for as well. And, uh, you know, he texted me before he's like, yo, you're, you're on my bullish podcast. Like how'd that come about? So I gave him a call and we were talking for a bit. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. yeah, I know he's a big boy in the, in the poker game too, you know? So yeah, no, actually I gotta have Noah on. He's, uh, he's one of the, he's got a storied career and he's always, he's a good guy. And he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, I, I know he, he, I knew he was into shoes. That's, I did not know that you guys were, you did something specifically with him and that's cool. So, uh, yeah, man, that's, he, he's a great dude. 
Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, he's a Miami. I'm sure he's had some Miami customs, some uh, some fun fun designs there. I know he loves uh, NBA and. and, and- get him some Balenciagas. That's what he wanted on some poker theme. You know what I mean? So he went a little high roll around. <laughs> love it. I love it. It makes sense. Uh, do you rate Yeezys? Uh, do I rate Yeezys? Yeah, what I don't know what that means, but no. Is there shoe rating? Is it like PSA for sports? Is there shoe rating <laughs> something? What, what does that even mean? Rate Yeezys? Is that... Uh... I'm, trying, I'm trying to understand that question. <laughs> Maybe that's not, it might not be a bad business, you know, get authenticated. There's a lot of fakes out there. I was shown. Getting out there. Um, I've seen seen a lot of crazy stuff going on. I don't, I don't know too much as far as that goes on the, on the fake and the authentic side. Right. I feel like that's a whole nother monster in itself. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's one of the issues with sports and and sports cards, right? That's one of the the biggest risks to the industry and what some of the guys say, like, you know, ultimately there's going to be, you know, like poker casino chips. There's a, there's a, there's a thing inside that authenticates it. And there might be like a before and after like moving, you know, Right now, you know everything you got from PSA or other places, and the cases are good. But in five, 10 years, you got to be a little worried about supercomputers and um, graphic stuff where it like, could make reprints of some of these cards, and you got to be careful. That's why it's good to go with authentic people like yourself for, for shoes or you know someone like Otia Sports and Josh Luber, these guys that are you know it's legit and you know they know what's legit. So if you start going on eBay down a deep dark web and buying shit stuff, there's a lot of scams. Anything, any, any industry, there's money, art, cards, whatever. <laughs> there's going to be some uh illegitimate things so you got to be you just got to be careful not not in the sports cards so much but the the poke uh the pokemon side i I, i've heard of a lot of fake pokemon cards especially with the with the huge phenomenon that it is right now again yeah Uh, pokemon yeah that's that's something scary you definitely want to go to somebody legit for that because I heard that they're making like fake Pokemon packs, not just the cards. So you're opening packs and you think they're real. Yeah. I mean, like I said, any, any, any hobby, anything that there's money, there's going to be fish. There's going to be people that are ignorant and just sort of whatever. And then there's also going to be scammers. I mean, that that's true of, uh, I think almost anything, anything with, with big money. So you gotta, you gotta be careful. Um, did you ever own a pair of Reebok pumps? Uh, what did they say about the Reebok pumps? Did you own a pair of Reebok, Reebok pumps? Yes, I did. Yeah, I got I, no, I don't. I don't think I didn't have Reebok pumps, but was that like the Shaq one or something? What was that? Was his shoe or was yeah, like the, the pumps? I think Shaq had his own pump version, but yeah. I, mean, I don't know what the point of the pump was actually, but it was just cool to have, you know. Right. <laughs> I do remember that shoe. Uh, what what's the what sports do you like the most? Seems like you deal with a lot of NBA, but what's your favorite sport in particular? Football, basketball. If I had to pick a favorite, it'd probably be basketball. But right now, with, with the with the card uh, with the card uh, business in tagging out, currently it's football because, like I said, like I told you earlier, it's like stocks, right? So, so like I want this guy to do great because my stock is in this card, right? So, I mean, so it's kind of like fantasy football, right? With fantasy football, you're you're watching way more games or you're paying attention to way more teams than you normally would. So same with cards. If I have this banger card, you want that guy to do good. Even if he's playing against your team, you don't care. You want him to do good because that's what might rise your money. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, it's it's uh like you said, it's a it's a it's a gamble of sorts, and it depends if you want to go modern stuff, guys that are still playing, guys that are brand new, and you can sort of if you go to guys that are retired and you get a card, you know, it's pretty safe. Like it's not going to fluctuate too much, probably. But you you can. I, I guess he would say he's a gamble, but I don't think he, I, I think this guy's 
his his potential is just way up. Well, uh, when I mean gamble, though, is like he could get injured. Like, look at Das Prescott, for example. Like rookies, you could get stuff like that. That might not pan out. It's it's a it's a little so more right now, time, like, yeah. Everybody that's watching right now, they're probably going to be great. But like you know, I don't you don't know. Like they could look at Derek Rose. Derek so Rose had a great career. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a high-flyer athlete, you might get hurt, right? That, that's the gamble that you're playing. But the hype is there if you want to buy the cards and sell them. So, but then there's a guy like Tom Brady whose value is not going to go down. There's absolutely no way. Yeah, if anything, it's going to go higher because he might – like the way they're playing, they might go to the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> like, you know, that's just how they're playing. The team's clicking on all cylinders right now. Yeah. And then you got somebody like Tua, you know? Tua was selling – Kind of high, but a little bit lower than Burrow and Herbert. Herbert is, like, up there right now because the dude's just balling out of control. But then you got Tua, who finally got the starting job. So now his 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 uh, his uh cards are going through the roof right now, right? But let's say Tua starts and he just plays horrible, which we don't want to happen because I have tons of Tua's cards. But if, if he does horrible, then – it's going to be a decline. You know what I mean? But if he, if he, if he looks really good his first game, then that thing's going up. I'll give you an example of a Giannis card. Like I got one that for a hundred bucks, like a year and a half or two ago, that card was $6,800. And then it went down to like 3,200. But you know, they lost in the playoffs, the, the movement with the NBA. Some people didn't really like how that, sort of went down or whatever Giannis's card drops, but that card's going to be, you know, he's a two-time MVP. It's going to go through the moon. I don't think he's going to win a championship in Milwaukee, but I feel like he could get it somewhere else. I mean, yeah. the, the guy's a monster. Yeah. I'm saying he wins MVP again, or he wins for five years in a row MVP. Like that card's going to be, that card's going to fly. It's just, a, it's all, it's all supply and demand ultimately. And a lot of money is coming in to the sports card industry. I'm, I'm a big believer. I, I, I get it. Some people think it's too hyped up, but I'm, I'm, I'm very much believer that it's just getting started. in the direction it's going. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, it's just a fad. It's going to die out. I don't think so, man. With the amount of influencers and like like money behind it now, and then the people behind it, I think it's just going to go up from here. I mean, well, you got big money coming into it now, so big money, big big money, and also uh, it's guys like myself. How old are you? I'm 33. 33. I'm 34. It's like guys like myself. You have a you actually have a nine year old. I have a year and a half year old. But guys like me who love sports growing up, collected, sort of took a break. Like you're saying, guys are starting to get a little bit of money. Guys are getting like a different era. Their kids are sort of like into sports and it's sort of fun for the kids. I saw Mark Wahlberg. He got into it. He's, he's breaking packs. Uh, you know, there's a ton of other guys, big, big name guys that are, are sort of getting back into it. So I think that's, that's a big reason. And like you said, it also helps you to learn. It's like, oh, like look at Jackie Robinson. Look at the era, like the old school stuff. Look at, uh, you know, you find out where players went to college. You get to know about someone. You kind of get, get, in, get a, ingrained. Like the cards look badass now. Like you look at the old cards, it's just some plain ass cards. Yeah. Like, dude, on, now yeah. you, you got like holograms and crazy shit. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? They just look nice. And that's yeah. what sells, you know what I mean? Something that looks really nice sells. Yeah. There's some yeah, they're they're different. Like you're right. Like a old, like the new Mahomes, like this stuff, the prisms are cool. And then you take like a old school hockey and these ones are just like a like but it, that's the funny thing. I, at the same token, some people think that if it's not shiny, it's not worth shit. And that's that's the wrong way to think about it because <laughs> there's some cards that don't look like shit that are worth a ton of money, you know? So For sure. For sure. For sure. I love it. Uh, what about um, – so literally, have you played a World Series event? Have you played any Vegas tournaments? Have you played a tournament at work? Have you ever gone to a cash game, like gone into commerce or somewhere? 
I feel like I feel like talking to you and Noah. I feel like I might have the right weapons, man. I'm gonna go in there like ready, like just take I'm, out. I'm not in. I'm not back to Miami for a bit. But if you ever get to Miami in the future, yeah, we have to get Noah. We'll have a game. We'll go to like a home game, play it for fun, very small. We'll yeah, play I need, I need to learn it. Yeah, I need to learn it like from the pros, man. So so I could go in there not looking like a dumbass, you know. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. That's the way to do it because you know, it's like it's very smart. If you're not really into poker, you, you know, the guys that go to a casino, go hop in and buy in and like never have played like that's obviously if they're doing it for fun, it's one thing. But you got to be realistic, right? It's like you're not just going to go out and start golfing and, and, and bet money and good at it. They're playing. So you got you got that's smart. That's a good way to do it. I, I like your mentality. The first time um, I went to the casino and played blackjack, I didn't know like certain things you know what i mean i didn't know none of that so i went in there blind bro i mean i was still winning but then i was making calls like that people next yeah. to me like, yeah there's you know? certain like book stuff where you gotta hit or do or stay and you're like going for it and yeah. probably people at the table are looking at you like you know what the yeah. heck and i'll be like yo what do you want me to do like, <laughs> i mean it's my at the end of the day realistically it's your game nobody else's even though like there's like you know unwritten rules and shit like i was just playing my game and i just went i kept winning you know what i mean so that's just what it was i'm that guy that they hate at the table for I sure i love it i love it uh what about sports do you play any sports yourself i used to play basketball i think if i played now i'd probably uh, dislocate my hip or something like that for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm in there we're getting old man no question about it um tell and me I'm the uh, out there and i play too hard bro like like i play harder than i should and, yeah. and i'll breaking my shit yeah that's how that's how it goes uh what is your favorite shoe just favorite like brand or, or kind of shoe I'm my shoes right now it's tough man it, it's changed through the years now i'm all about comfort you know i have a bunch of jordans i have a bunch of adidas i have every brand possible but now it's all about comfort so i think my day-to-days are like my adidas man like my ultra boosts and shit like the dad style bro that's I just put on something comfortable and just walk out, you know? I love yeah. it. Have you thought about starting your own brand? You know, Jumpman Jordan, he's got his thing. Have you like, cause you, it's sort of in a unique position where you are, your, your, your people recognize you with shoes. You do custom stuff. What about your own sort of line where everyone could have like the same kind of ones? Have you thought about that? I thought about doing a shoe that, that is kind of luxury style, but at the same time, it's something that's ready for you to customize if you want to. Um, I've talked to my management team about it. It's just, it's just doing it at the right time. So I feel like with these next few moves that are about to be in place, I feel like it will be the perfect time to strike. So, you know, maybe out of nowhere, we'll just, we'll just see it down the pipeline for sure. I love it. I love that. Uh, favorite shoe brand currently. Mm, favorite shoe brand. Mm, I have to go with Nike, man. Like, I remember when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of money. Well, actually before that, when I was a little kid, uh, my stepdad was kind of a tightwad so uh i just had like some sandals like the whole the whole school year i would wear sandals until my feet are growing out the sandals then he'll buy me another pair so i didn't have the greatest childhood and stuff but my aunts my aunts from my mom's side they sent me my first pair of nikes with some scotty pippins and i remember when i got those i literally slept in those shoes bro like i felt like amazing in my first pair of nikes so it would have to be nikes just because that was like my first official pair of shoes yeah. Very cool. Um, what kind of content on your, on the streams or on your YouTube channel, mostly that you, you do? Cause I see your YouTube channel. You've done a fair amount of videos. Is this, you, you, some are with um, doing, I guess like reveals with people. Are you showing how to make shoes? Yeah. I used to do a lot of tutorials. I want to get back into that so I could teach the, the younger generation. Um, 
and I used to do pre- pretty, I used to be pretty successful with those as well. So I want to get back into doing tutorials, showing people how to use an airbrush, how to do that. But then I also want to get into, you know, more just vlog style, like of my life, because people that tune into my lives and stuff, they, they, they seem to resonate and they, they love the energy. So I want to be able to take you guys through my day-to-day life, you know, and like what my life is like and uh, cool. way, right. I love it. Um, all right, let's see. We got a few more here. Got some Spanish. I don't know. Uh, look, it's not a silver. I don't know what that. Maybe you can read that. I guess something about poker, though. Okay, to a tree, no poker. Like, do you not play poker? Is that what that means? Or okay, try I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if that Spanish or is like something else. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in between. Uh, I was born here in the city of Salvador, state of Bahia, Brazil. Would you like to know? How to be the savior in Brazilian? If no, I wonder if he has heard of the city of Salvador. I don't know. If you, okay, let's just keep that. Have you heard of Salvador, Brazil? Uh, that the question. I, I don't know. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Um, I have right, people. I have people all over the globe, bro. So it's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, well, okay, what did you? What would did you? You were sort of art from the beginning. What did you dream of when you were a child to become? And, and if you weren't doing this, what do you think you would be doing? If it wasn't with uh, sports cards or, or shoes? Uh, man, if it wasn't with that, uh, I wanted to be an architect. I, I, that's what I went to college a little bit for, and I just I realized it wasn't for me. But I probably would have been like an animator or something like that. Some somewhere along the lines of that. Definitely. It's still in the art field, but it's something like that. I mean, I think I, I, I ended up the, the better route <laughs> as far as uh, money wise and, you know, just passion wise. But right. yeah, it was still been in art for sure. I actually, my second passion is cooking as well. So maybe, maybe a chef, you know, something like that. Very, very cool. Uh, let's see. A lot of poker. Okay. Nike or Adidas, you answered uh, where you're at. You got some cooking as a hobby. Um, what let's see i think oh actually i was gonna say for for twitch something that could be cool like i've seen some artists uh some rapper musicians doing the twitch in the studio like they're they're literally mixing or kind of just playing around and not even really paying attention to the chat but like i think it could be kind of cool if you could have like a camera and a setup you're you're live streaming and you you know once in a while you show like a shoe you're doing like you basically do the like for two or five hours you're live streaming and then you kind of pop in just sort of look up someone asks you like oh why'd you do that or what cut what's the name of that paint you're using or who's it for what's what i want to do for next you know? season yeah what i want to do for next season is like let's say i'm going to do a shoot for cat i want to announce it and he'll announce it on his social media platform and be like yo go to his twitch he's gonna paint my shoes right now i think that's what will bring a huge amount of people to come watch and if i'm doing these players shoes like on live stream and then they get to see him on the court it's just a whole nother level no, I mean, honestly, like there's a, there's this thing now, I think T pain, you know, I saw one of his streams and he's sort of like in his studio and he'll just be like mixing with beats or messing around, kind of like playing with stuff or listening to something and like sort of going through his process. Like, I, I just think it, it's literally Twitch is sort of made for that, where it's like, you're basically just doing what you do. People are there. They can sort of, you know, subscribe, support, ask questions. And then, you know, obviously you're focused, you're in your zone, but you might pick up, you know, have a drink of water, look at some of the questions, talk to someone, say, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Kind of describe how you're doing stuff. You know, I think it'd be very interesting. And again, it's like one of those things that you're going to be doing anyway. You're working and, you know, you could sort of double dip and monetize slash, you know, teach 
create and engage with people, I think it would be a, a really cool, cool thing to do. And I don't know of anyone doing that um, for, for this yeah, type of stuff. I definitely want to give people more a uh, inside look, you know, at what I do. Right. Yeah, and you don't have to do the whole thing. You know, if you're doing a two or five hour shoe, you do it for 30 minutes or like a part that you think's fun or one that you can kind of, you, you know, know, like, yeah, I think that would be, that would be very cool. Um, all right, let's, uh, uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah. I'll take this last one. I think you mentioned a few, but this, I'd be curious to hear again, who do you, who did you look up to in the custom game when you were getting started? And uh, I think you did re- mention a few people earlier. Could you maybe just, uh, yeah, the main one that I looked up to, um, was Mosh, Mosh Customs, because uh, he was kind of like a trailblazer, you know. Um, he's an OG. Uh, people now look at me as an OG because they're jumping in, you know what I mean? But he, he was the OG that I, I used to look up to and be like, damn, his work is sick. I wish I could be on that level. You know, it's just like anybody jumping into anything, like a basketball player going to the NBA and it's like, yo, I want to be like Kobe. Kobe's my idol, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and uh, now... I'm able to when events uh, when we were able to go to events, I'm able to go and like me and Marsh have this respect level for each other now, where it's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? How you been? And uh, we're both just grinding now, you know what I mean? So now it's like we're right there, you know what I mean? So for being able to look up to somebody, it's kind of like I don't know, like Giannis, like he was probably looking up to LeBron, you know, when he came into the league, and now he's like he's like right up there in, in like the conversation. So it's, it's really fun and uh, it's really cool to see these people and just like grind and be able to mention, be mentioned in the same, uh, you know, sentence and stuff like that. And one of the last questions I did want to ask was about being recognized and, and do you, you know, out in your area or out in general, do you get, do people come up to you and say, you know, say, Hey, I've seen your stuff or your shoes. Is that something in your, in your local area or if you're in LA or other areas, do people kind of know you now? Is that something that you'd say you get, you get stopped and people say hello? I think now that I'm making myself more personable and like I'm more showing my face and, you know, being more involved with the community, uh, it happens more now. It's not as much at moments where it's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like uh, I have had some moments where fans like they really like went crazy. And and in my head, like I'm very humble. I'm very genuine. And uh, I just see myself as just any other dude that's just, you know, doing what I love. But other people, they, they see me as like some shoe god or some, some you know, somebody, something like that. Right. So it feels good. Sometimes it's a little bit of, uh, it's a little awkward for me. You know what I mean? Uh, because like I told you, like, I, I just feel like a regular person, bro. That's just doing what I love. So yeah, it happens. Very, very, very cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I think you mentioned about COVID and how it did impact though, because you were doing like live events or you travel around some and do some stuff. So uh, in terms of overall impact, is that how has that kind of affected you to not be able to, to be on the move at all? Or do, do you sometimes fly, let's say an athlete or someone, you know, they're in their city during the season. Do you ever go and meet up with someone or or take trips like that? Or, or what, how has it impacted you? with? Uh, I mean, I've, now, like I haven't really had to leave home. I didn't used to do that anyways. I mean, I lived by LA. So like usually those guys would end up here <laughs> at one moment or another. Right. Uh, or I would just ship the stuff out to them. But um, as far as like events, stuff like that, yeah, I haven't had to do that. But I- I've just been very lucky to land projects now that I'm able to just, you know, from home. I wake up in the morning, go home, go to work, or I'll stay home and I'll wake up and just get to the grind, you know, instead of having to go to an office or something like that. I'm able to just 
you know, focus. Is, is, do you have an office or area as well, like a studio with your stuff, or do you have like a home office studio, or do you have a? I have my home. I have a really cool place where it's it's considered a um, commercial residential. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a really big loft space. Uh, it's about seventeen hundred square feet. Uh, I have my bedroom and stuff upstairs in the loft, and then I have my workspace. My workspace is kind of mixed with my living room. Uh, have my kitchen and stuff like that. But yeah, it's pretty much here. But I kind of feel like my place is like my office because I, I spend most of the time other than that at my girls. So like I'll wake up at my girls and it's like I'll come to work. So it's like my place is my, my job. You know what I mean? So yeah, pretty much. Very, very cool. Uh, well, we've got, uh, we've, we've done, we've done a lot. We've covered a lot. We got this giveaway as well right now on Twitter and we are going to give a uh, $109 ticket in a way here in a second on the, on your command, but anything else you want to cover? Anything else you want to talk about? You're excited about projects or, or things people to stay tuned. I know we did cover this with your up and coming, uh, your up and coming page here, which is yeah, kicks, yeah. And ribs. Mean, follow kicks and rips. Uh, if you guys want to see me doing, I'm going to probably go live in about 30 minutes after this. So uh, I have a new, uh, I have a new idea that I want to try out with my people. So definitely you can jump in and enjoy the fun. And, um, but what's up? And when you say live, are you on Instagram or will you do on Twitch as well? Or is it right now it's focused on your doing Instagram? Stuff? On Instagram just so I can get the name out as far as my brand. But uh, I will, I will start getting, I already ordered a huge amount of things for my Twitch because <laughs> I really want to, I really want to hit it, hit the ground running. Just trying to figure out the best way to do it on Twitch because, uh, for the most part in the past it's been kind of hard to drive traffic from, you know, other socials to Twitch. I don't know if people are just lazy to press the button or, or what it is, but you know, it's just finding the right, you know, the right medium. So if anything, I'll probably do some cool uh, giveaways for people that start, you know, following. I, mean, I will me. say like, it's just like anything in Twitch in particular, it's tough too. When you have a following like yourself, right. You have a, you have an Instagram dominant, page and, and very, you know, for what, 400 plus thousand followers. And like you said, that doesn't necessarily just translate over to other, it's kind of hard to then go on Twitch and you got like, you know, you're live for 12 people, 20 people, 60 people. Cause it can take a while to build a base. And also it's a, the problem right? about Twitch, it's consistency. Cause if you're going on there like twice a month or once every three weeks or whatever, you know, people, they want to, if you're on there every day, I guarantee you, if you did your shoes every day and you went live, like it would become a, a pretty solid thing, but it's just, it does. It's another thing. Like you mentioned to your girlfriend about being lazy. And it's like, not about that, but you got, you're doing this, you got Instagram, you're doing your shoes, you're doing cards. Now, if you want to set up Twitch, get the right equipment, set a schedule, people, you know, it's, it's hard. You got a kid, your nine-year-old son. Uh, it, it's a lot to uh, sort of take on. So it's, it's not so simple as like, Oh, I'm just going to turn it on and, you know, go for it. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I promise everybody I'm going to work. I'm going to work on it. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, again, man, congrats on all your success. We are going to uh, do a giveaway here and we'll let you uh, roll that. I'm going to go ahead and copy this. Anyone who asked a question on there and followed the instructions is eligible. Uh, we got Adam 22 tomorrow on the podcast. That's going to be live at 2 PM as well. We're going to give away this right now. So good luck to, uh, 
to, to someone for a hundred nine dollar ticket. I'm gonna I'm gonna load that up. Any other closing closing statements or you uh like you guys? I know you got your live thing. We'll see. We'll be. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out on the the Instagram. But I'm gonna give this away. And and anything else you want to say to the people out there? Give it. Where should they follow you most? I'm gonna have to talk to you later about this because I, I want to learn how to do these giveaways things. Like this. oh yeah, man. This is the nuts. This is this is a cool way to do. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I can show you with Gleam or this is just a, a simple retweet. Uh, tool but yeah let's uh let's go ahead and make someone's day 109 party poker ticket you tell me when i'm gonna roll it all right let's do it boom there it is it's loading up there was over a hundred so it's populating right now and and it just picked a random person or what yeah it's a random thing well actually hold on i actually copy paste the wrong thing hold on i even i mess up once in a while it happens let me go back here so i go here I copy this, so I copy this link. This is from this tweet, and then it's going to take anyone that that so that uh, retweeted. All right. Yeah, and then you go here, and then I copy paste, and that's not working for some reason. Hold on one second. This is. Let me see. I'm trying to. Let me just get back here. So that yeah, this is going to take. It should work. It works. I've done this only 98 other times. Never had a problem. But you know, technology's hard, man. Let's see if I can get this done right here. Copy the link. All right, we see that it's copied. Paste the link in there, and just generate like a random winner out of the other comments. Yes, exactly right. So now I'm going to paste, and now it looks like it's working. It says it's loading up. It's going to take a second, and then we basically we message them, and and they win the uh, the 109. So it's that straightforward. You could do that for a card. You could do it for yeah for anything. Do a do a retweet giveaway. And uh, it definitely gets good engagement. Like on yours, I think, you know, got, got around a hundred, hundred retweets um, going on. So it's a, uh, let's go, here it is. The winner is, oh, Craig L. He is a uh, Craig Leonard, I believe, longtime supporter. And uh, he's won, he's, look at this. He's won stuff before. He's going to win again. That's 109 ticket. I'm going to message him and I'm going to thank you very much. Saul. Thank you so much for your time. And this was a treat. Got to know you better. Got to know uh, cards better. I'm always interested in, of course, the shoe, seeing you at the top of your craft. I love it, man. You seem like a great guy. Can't wait to meet in person. If you're ever in Miami in the future, hopefully you're there sometime. And I'll, uh, I'll come check you out in, in LA when I'm there next. Appreciate you, Jeff, man. We'll be in touch for sure, my guy. All right. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, guys. That's number 97 in the books. Kickster Damas, the man, the myth. We got him on here and follow him on his socials and uh, we'll uh, we'll be getting our shoes. I got a couple of shoes coming, so I'll make sure I show you guys when I get my my stuff in the mail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on the list, man. We're podcasts. We're brothers basically now. Like, yeah, get me up there. Got this. All right, my brother. All right, man. Thanks. Have a good one. All right, guys, that's it. And we'll see you tomorrow for number 98, Adam 22, uh, the No Jumper podcast host creator. Uh, Going to be fun to talk to him. He's a poker, likes poker, and we will we'll pick his brain about many different topics. And then on next week, we have number 99 and 100. Very special guests, both as always. I thank you so much for your support. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave your comments below, and this will be on all the major podcast outlets. Uh, really saw a lot of loyal loyal fans of Saul's there and checking in. hope we got to all your questions, and thank you for your time. We'll see you guys very soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.